welcome to the Middle Ground Podcast, a platform where young people in South Africa can objectively engage in complex and pressing matters. Hi, I'm Daniel Kwemu, this is Justin Downey, you're watching and listening to another episode of the Middle Ground Podcast. So today's topic is a fairly somber one, if I can put it that way, and it's the current situation which is taking place in Zimbabwe. And Justin recently had a discussion with someone from Zim who chose to remain anonymous um, for safety and security purposes. Um, Justin, you mind just giving us a bit more insight in regards to how that conversation went about? So um, I'm going to focus more on the most interesting mm. points that kind of came across that really describe the situation in Zimbabwe that's really heartbreaking for any African at the moment. And what I drew from it was that this has been going on for years. Mm. The police brutality, the military brutality, the censorship of media, this isn't something new. Um, many would have maybe known about it before, but the severity of the situation was wildly understated because what happens is when these sparks come out, when these big issues kind of keep breaking around is that the government makes sure that they silence all media communications out of the country. And um, I think this is probably with the pandemic and everything, the first time that um, they haven't been able to kind of lock down on media censorship in the country because, you know, all eyes on um, in the world kind of sense. And now these things are being made known. So are we, is it more bright? Yes, we are happy that now we know about these things and we can like actively address it. It's getting news and social media attention, um, which it desperately needs. But speaking to a Zimbabwean, he said to me, you know, their spirits have been broken. Mm. They've been led to live in fear for so many years already that they would never speak out, that they would never come forward because they worry about their families, they worry about their friends that still live there. Um, this guy particularly still has his whole family living mm. there as well. And the political situation is as such. You've got a, you had a dictatorship for very many years. You had rigged elections, you had all these kinds of issues, you had human rights atrocities. You've got people starving to death. You've got hyperinflation, which means that their currency is valued at zero. They've got to use the US dollar at the moment. Um, people don't want to work. There aren't many jobs in that kind of a sense. People are fleeing the country all the time, um, as we've seen in the South African border. But what worried me about them was the, the amount of fear that they live in to speak out. Um, they are really, really genuinely worried. Um, and that's not something easy enough to confront as someone that's never lived in fear before. Mm. Um, sitting talking to him, I was, I was almost emotional in a sense mm. of, I couldn't believe that knowing this guy for that long, um, I never actually picked up on it. You never actually see it. They're so used to it. It's so conditioned into their um, being that I'm actually glad that things are coming out so that they can get that hope and support from the rest of the world that I think they so desperately need is uh, a spark that reignites the hope of mm. the people to, to show the people, listen, the world is listening, the world is watching, um, we will do something. Mm. Um, he asked me personally, he said, what do you think we can do to stop that situation? How do you think realistically um, there can be change? Mm. Um, and I said to him, I said, you know, you had a dictator for so many years. Eventually you got rid of him mm. and it was a, a glorious day for the people, but they were warned, don't celebrate too soon. Mm. And Zona PF, um, the, lead, the ruling party, they got power again. And in getting power again, they, they kept the old school, mm. uh, how do you say, people in place. They kept the, the structures in place that kept the people uh, oppressed for so long. So 
there wasn't really any real change. Um, that way of thinking is just kind of stated. That way of operating is just kind of stated. There's been nothing that has uh, realistically changed. And the opposition party many years back actually won an election, and then uh, Mugabe just threatened military power and action, and you know fizzled out. But those kinds of things can be so harmful in a person's personal capacity as well. You know, like these are actual people suffering. It's not just oh the country's going down. We've got to remember a country consists of people. That is what a country is. Otherwise, it's just empty land. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, Zimbabweans kind of now feel that their humanity has been recognized by the international community. Um, they've got very harsh sanctions sorry, mm -hmm. imposed upon them. And uh, these sanctions have been not affecting mm -hmm. the top dogs. They haven't been hitting the politicians. They've been hitting the people on the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's why they've been so ineffective because the government, regardless of these sanctions, has refused to give up. Mm -hmm. They've refused to let their foot off the gas. And the people have, have really suffered the consequences of this. So, in my personal opinion, I said to him when he asked me that question of, you know, what are we going to do? I said, we need to lift the sanctions. As funny as that sounds, we need to lift the sanctions. We need to make sure that the people are receiving aid directly. Um, I personally said to him, I said, I think we should send the UN in. I think mm -hmm. the uh, military should be sent in to set up camps, refugee camps in their own country, in that sense, where they can be fed, clothed, mm -hmm. have a safe place to eat and sleep. Um, that is very important for me personally, I think, improving the situation on the ground of those living in poverty and then trying to ensure the safety of those, because it's not that everyone exactly is living in poverty and there are people well off with big jobs and stuff, but those people are also fearing for their lives and you know, they can't step a foot wrong, they can't do this wrong, they can't do that. And I think the safety of the people needs to be ensured by the international community. I think it's so dire at this moment that um, the international community needs to intervene. They need to come in and they need to change something. Um, whether it be setting up military uh, bases to stop that, um, I can't see another way that we can fix it because the military there is running with unlimited power. Mm. And what are you going to do as people to stop that? Mm. Um, there isn't something. And I think that's why that hopelessness exists, that feeling of utter defeat exists. Mm. And that's something so dangerous, you know, that's something because then the people can live like that forever mm. uh, once you've broken their spirits in that sense. And that being said, because I think the, 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 the most common thing which came up there was the topic of the political power, which, you know, the current ruling party has within the country. And when the opposition came in and they were like, we won elections, you know, and to a certain extent under the previous leader, there was those elections, but one question, were they free and fair? And I think when you listen to that, I think it's something which is very prevalent, especially today in African politics in general which is once a ruling party comes into power, there tends to be internal issues which they don't address themselves, which end up affecting the population as a whole. And I mean, that being said, I mean, for me, it was really sad in the fact that the person chose to remain anonymous for security and safety reasons, in the sense that they actually have that power where if someone says something outside the country and they've still got family members back home, they can actually suppress the family members back home. Maybe could you touch a bit more about how, how you know how things go in regards to that? So the the problem is is that um, they've been structuring their government around suppressing media, mm. around suppressing information getting out. So when people do speak out, we've seen a journalist now that's just been denied bail mm. in Zimbabwe, given no reasons for the denial of his bail, that's just been arrested because of his opposition. Mm. So they've crushed opposition in that kind mm. of way. 
but it probably it goes further it goes a step further it goes a step further in the sense that you might be they might have someone that can rid you of your job or push you into poverty or get you out of certain places and, and conspire against you in a sense that they are willing to crush any amount of voice they haven't been uh, well you know only the big voices or only someone that can make a, a sound internationally no they've made sure that no one's finding out this has been deliberate like extremely deliberate there's nothing about oh that's kind of just a bit of suppression here and a bit of like freedom of speech infringement here no it's an, a blatant outright suppression of human rights um, and people are fearful because like I said the military runs free and I mean you can associate what you want of what the military could do to people and we've seen uh, the brutality phase mm. um, just in peaceful protests he explained to me in peaceful 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 protests the brutality that they face means that they they live in fear um, I wouldn't protest if I knew for a fact that you know I, I could stand to lose my life that day and that's how dire that situation is um, and I just wanted to mention that you know Zimbabwe used to be the breadbasket of Africa um, it's not that the country can't support itself it is literally being run downwards it's literally being pushed into the ground so that these people can maintain power in a country that should never have that issues it's a beautiful country mm. Um, I've heard from so many people, it's such a beautiful country. Now, my question is, is did the media suppression allow it to get to this extent where now finally we're being allowed to hear about it, but the situation is so dire that it needs immediate intervention? Or did the international community kind of take a stand back and kind of ignore these kind of plights? Um, South Africa, the US, all of them provide aid to Zimbabwe, but none of them kind of went and readdressed the human rights issues in play and I feel as a citizen of a country that does aid them mm -hmm. we should have had the right to know what is happening with that aid or what is going on in that country um, the ANC long how do you say uh, poised themselves with Robert Mugabe being the how do you say freer hero in that kind of a sense uh, many years back and then obviously that connotation mm -hmm. changed but um, I just feel like as the connotation changed, the aid or the the stopping thereof didn't aid, it didn't change, and that's worrying because were we too caught up in our own business and we didn't see what is happening next door, um, could be. But I think that urgently the international community, the UN, someone needs to step in and make a drastic, really drastic change. Yeah. So that's this week's episode we'd love for everyone to raise awareness about the situation that's taking place in Zim. And I mean, I understand the whole world, we all have our own problems and everyone has to deal with this pandemic. But nonetheless, we can't just turn a blind eye when we have, you know, our fellow Africans and our fellow global citizens while they're suffering. So it'd really be great if, you know, all of us, anyone who gets to watch this, they could potentially share it with a fr family, friend, anyone, you know, who might like to watch find a bit more what's happening in the situation in zim and share your thoughts in terms of what you believe potential solutions could be and how the international community can get more involved and pretty much bring an end or bring a solution to the situation that's taking place in zim thank you for watching and really thank you for all your support we hope you'll stay tuned for the next episode Thank you for watching or listening to the Middle Ground Podcast. This podcast is available on Spotify and on YouTube. You can also catch us on Facebook and Instagram. Please do share this with your friends and your family. 
and we hope to see you on the next episode.